Hello everyone and welcome back to the Winging It F1 podcast. Uh, well, I just read Freddy's. Oh. <laughs> oh, right. I don't know, he said welcome back. Sorry. We haven't had an app break. Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh God. <All> right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it didn't matter actually. Should we start a new Zoom call for Christ's sake? <laughs> ah. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to the Winging It F1 podcast. Uh, we're going to be talking about Mercedes today because we, that's what we decided before we came on. Uh, I am joined by Mr. Freddie Coates, who's got his first day off in about 10 days, just like me. And someone who stole about 10 of my biscuits the other day, it's Adam Dickinson. Uh, how are you both doing? Doing well. I'm enjoying not being at work for the first time since... Maybe August, but that's fine. <laughs> August 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Adam? I'm doing well as well. I'm craving some biscuits now, you said that, to be fair, but um, we don't have them, so the show must go on. I've got some KP peanuts, funny roast, best flavour, but I'm not going to be consuming those as the podcast going on, so that would be irresponsible. Other peanuts are available. Such as? <laughs> Tesco's own. Um <laughs> Morrison's. Yeah, I got this from Morrison. So, yeah, that's a good point. Actually, are there other nut brands that have? I mean, how have KP have a bit of a monopoly on the nuts? So just the only the only nut brand to sponsor a hundred team. Well, I suppose don't whoever owns KP don't they have the kind of the sponsorship across the whole series, don't they? Because then you've got like skips and hula hoops and that. Potato snacks. There you go. There we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. Uh, right. Let's talk about Mercedes. Then. Do you think? Do you think like a KP nuts F1 livery would look good? Mm, no. It could. Mm, it it could I think. I think. I think it could be a good like BTCC livery. Yeah. Yeah, but BTCC anything goes, doesn't it? Yeah, they had a they had a Ginsters Cornish pasty livery for Tom Ingram, and that was great. They're based in Aspie de la Juche. That's only like oh Ashby Delazouche. That's only the best sounding name place of everywhere. In mid yeah, anywhere. that's not far from my house. That that's fun. I didn't know you lived in China. Why is yeah, Ashby Delazouche in China? It doesn't sound Chinese. It sounds European, doesn't it? That's, <laughs> yeah, it's a French name. What are you on about? <laughs> Made in Ashby Delazouche. Oh, China, of course. <laughs> I wonder. Who, I wonder what was hosted in Ashby Delazouche in the um. In the Winter Olympics this year, apparently they had the ice hockey there. But anyway. <laughs> speaking of people who didn't compete at the Winter Olympics, George Russell and Lewis Hamilton. We weren't uh, speaking about people who didn't compete no. at the Winter Olympics. George Russell and Lewis Hamilton. Uh, Tom I'm just going to talk over you. Fourth and sixth. Yeah, Tom Ingram didn't compete at the Winter Olympics. Tom yeah, Ingram didn't fair. compete at the Winter Olympics, did he? Yeah. The fourth and sixth in the championship, 35 points between them by my maths, which is probably right, uh, because I did an A-level. Uh, do we think Russell has done enough to lead what, the team? What, get a second year at Merck? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think he should be sacked. I think they should no, right. bring in Potter. <laughs> I did do A-level maths, yeah. What do you oh, think I, I did? 
What? 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 I, yeah, what do you think he did, Adam? Do you think he <laughs> did do A level maths? Right? It's the obvious answer. <laughs> I do journalism, man. I did A level maths. What? There's a clear correlation there. <laughs> to be fair, he did do the data module. People go into journalism to get away from maths. Yeah. yeah. Not me. Um, anyway, uh, has Russell done enough to prove that he's worthy of leading the team after Howardson leaves, do we think? Whenever that will be. Yes. 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 Why? Because he's performed really well and has been really self-assured and has pretty much, you know, he's not been looking to the team. He's been leading the team very obviously in races, in um, practice sessions. He very confidently goes his own way and it works well for him and he's got really good pace. So that means he's can, he can afford to be really self-assured. Okay. He's, he's, he's pretty much matched Halton. They've been kind of blow for blow. I think they've kind of had different stretches of better fortune and less good fortune. But I think, you know, he's to be in that conversation and, you know, again, to be ahead in the championship. What, you know, that, that can only show that he's in that position to take over and be the successor to Hamilton and in, in his first season in a front running team in a, in his first season in really mm, a properly competitive team, Williams was better last season, but this is his first time where it's been in a team that's been able to fight for points consistently and to have stepped up and been able to, you know, get podiums frequently. Didn't that wasn't out of a top five finish for how long was it till Silverstone? Only did... Silverstone this year, and that was a retirement. Right. Yeah. So every race he's finished has been in the top five. Um, and I think one of the things that stands out for Russell is how just confident he is in battle. I think Spain raced five or six of the, se- of the season, and he was just comfortably battling Max Verstappen and uh, Charles Leclerc at points through the race. And that was very impressive. And I think that you can point to many examples of that throughout the year i think he's definitely earned earned his position at mercedes sevenfold really you could say mm, yeah which is ironic because hamilton is a seven time world champion so there are numbers <laughs> involved and tom riddle had seven horcruxes but um yeah i, I just think <laughs> yeah and george russell is the tom riddle of formula <laughs> one as you can tell but on that the way he the way he has stepped in and not kind of been I, you know, I don't think, I'm not saying Ham, Hamilton's a bully, but the fact that he's not kind of been bullied or cowed by Hamilton or been kind of, yeah, I'm, I'm reaching for I know, the I know you're trying to, get to. to find it. Like, you you know, know, you're you're trying to say he's not being crushed by Hamilton. He's not letting yeah. the weight of Hamilton in the team get into his head, mm, which is a very easy thing to do. No matter how inclusive Hamilton is to his teammates, and we've seen that with Bottas and George now, that, Hamilton is very good at getting the team on board and getting Russell into the team with him and helping him out and making sure they're a team effort. And I think they've been helped by the competitiveness of the car to interact with his teammates. But you're right, Russell hasn't been phased by the team whatsoever, by the weight of the team and the weight on his shoulders. He's taken it in his incredibly long strides and is doing it doing an exemplary job. Freddie, uh, my thoughts better than I could, which isn't a good isn't a good sign. I had it in my head and Freddie was still able to speak it better than I could. I think... <laughs> Don't worry. No, I mean, you're the one who made the point. I just <laughs> I just articulated it for you. That's what, I guess... Who knows? I'm your sub-editor of your thoughts. <laughs> I'm not sure 
if if Mercedes had a championship winning car like last year, I don't think Russell would is quite good enough to win the title. I don't think. I think since Canada, Hamilton has been better. Uh, I think. Yeah, I, I think there's no race since Canada were on pure pace. Let's say Russell has been better, and I just I don't I don't think I quite trust him yet. I think that that's what it is. Whereas. It's, it's like when he was started on the front row at Monza. If that was Hamilton, I'd feel all right. He could, you know, maybe keep up and try and win the race. I know, you know, it was unlikely. But in Russell, I just had none of that kind of trust yet. I, th- I just think he's still got to to get to Verstappen, who's obviously you know, on the benchmark at the moment. I just think he's still missing a little bit. But that said, you know, this season he's been that very can impressive. come. That can, can come, come with with. Purely being in a championship fight, though, I think. Um, I think Russell and Krep really impressed me in GP3 and F2 with the way he just took to a championship fight so easily. And I think what Adam and I have just been discussing about how easy Russell is in this atmosphere, I do think that would stand in his stead and stand and be really high in his attributes in a championship fight. Just his the measure of the man and the consistency and con- general good performance of him very high level or even good is, is a disservice performance but i'm just not sure if his consistency at that level is still enough of a level compared to verstappen and red bull yeah I, I don't think i don't think you can tell to be honest i think i think with a car that's consistently half a second off let's say as an average throughout mm. the year i think he actually has been there to be honest and i think i think he's not making undue mistakes i think he understood i don't think you can judge the championship fight of it all because i think he could be in a position say where verstappen was in sort of 2018 where every move had to be do or die because you wouldn't be able to keep up but he's not he's keeping up for the most part in my opinion and not doing do or die not being desperate so i think that would be very successful in a championship fight personally that's a good point. That's a good point, Adam. Uh, what do you think if what Russell would be like in a championship fight? Obviously, it's hard to say, like Freddie says. Yeah, I, can't, I, I, I think it's really difficult to judge. I mean, to be honest, <laughs> right now with the form Red Bull and Verstappen are in as a combo, then I don't know kind of anyone. Well, I think there's a very well there's a very short list of drivers who which is really probably one or two who could take it to him. So I don't really think that I, yeah, I, th- I think that's kind of hard, point. To, hard to judge right now. So yeah, I'm not, I, yeah, I, I think it's kind of deep to get into, but if, if you're looking at, is he the right, if you're saying he's not ready to lead Mercedes, then who is more ready to lead Mercedes after Hamilton retires? I don't think, well, I think he's ready to lead Mercedes. I just don't think... Unless Mercedes have the outright best car, I just don't think he'll win the World Championship. I, I, I think he could well fight for it if it's a kind of a level similar to 2021. I think he could well fight for it. I think it is very difficult one to kind of figure because all great champions have kind of not even a handful of rivals who can take it to them. Like Schumacher had what? You had Hill, Raikkonen and Montoya on a good day and then Hakkinen and Alonso and Villeneuve and that was it. Like that's across a 15-year career. Hamilton, you've got Rosberg, Vettel, Verstappen, um, Alonso. 
that's about it. And I don't know, Senna, you've got and Prost, you've got each other. So and Mansell, really, in that kind of trio there. And that's about it. Like so there's only going to be so many drivers. And I think to even be in the cusp of the conversation for that, I think is is excellent. So I don't think it's I don't think you can use it as a too much of a detriment. And I do think him, Leclerc, Norris, and Verstappen going down the next few years could well be in a very good position. I think, yeah, I, I've obviously spoken about Norris in, in the past in this podcast, but having a doubt about him because he's only because of the way McLaren is and whether he's so suited to that. But that could also be in his favour with an adaptability level like Verstappen and Leclerc that we've seen with cars that they can just pull to another level, which um, you could you could throw that into Norris's corner and into Russell's court because of um, his years at Williams. So I do think if you're factoring it in with that side, I do think he's immensely quick. And I think his race intelligence is above and beyond, to be honest. If you had last year's championship scenario, but with Ferrari and Leclerc instead of Verstappen and Red Bull, and then put Russell into that, I think Russell would. Yeah, it's a lot. But basically, I'm saying I I think I I definitely back him to go toe-to-toe with Leclerc it's then just Verstappen's another level on top of that. So that's just kind of extremely, extremely rarefied uh, that we're talking at that stage. So, yeah. The level Verstappen's at this year, just, I think, to be fair, you could make an argument we put Verstappen last year to shade. So that's, um, it's it's in such a, such a way, such a dominant way that he's been, he's driving in such a confident way that, you would need someone with the always there consistency of Russell. Say, say the cars are pretty similar. Say Russell's always in his mirrors every race, every day, every qualifying session, always slightly ahead, slightly alongside. That would rankle, and that would that would work for his, him in his favour in, in in that kind of fight. Obviously, the the same kind of thing would go against him. We yet to see what that's like. But um, when you see look back to sort of F two, and Russell and Norris are sort of always quite close to each other. Russell usually had the upper hand. I was usually able to put himself in the position to get the upper hand, which I was always very impressed with. I think the way I see this Mercedes battle this year is similar to Sainz and Leclerc last year in terms of that Sainz was, for the majority, was seen as the better driver. Not for me, Leclerc was better. And I see this in the same way with Hamilton and uh, Russell now. And... (laughs) Sorry, I'm just laughing because <laughs> go on YouTube to find out what Freddie's doing. <laughs> uh, I was taking a B-reel of us doing the podcast. <laughs> For those of you who don't know what B-reel is, it's it's available on social media. I, I still don't have it. Because <laughs> uh, Nigel's it? fake. He's a fake man. I'm just old. Except you're old. We know that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm done with the kids, man. <laughs> I, I, think, I think Russell is kind of in the scientist position from last year and Hamilton is like Leclerc and uh, I think next year I would say Hamilton could show up Russell a bit that is my kind of bold prediction uh, I'm, I, you know, I could be completely wrong but I just feel a lot has got against Hamilton this year and he had to get used to the car and experimented with the setups and over the last five or six races that has kind of changed. And I think that I can expect that to continue into next year personally. Uh, yeah. It would be interesting I, to see. I think the one thing with Russell is I don't, maybe, maybe I'm forgetting something, but I don't remember him having like that 
special kind of session or special quality or special race like you know spa last year or like he would do with williams where he just put it where it had no right i don't well, hungry pole position yeah there's That's one pretty good <laughs> one i'm forgetting but Great um point. but but, yeah. but hamilton had drs problems didn't he and he, yeah. that could have easily been him because he his q3 was completely messed up so. yeah it, it's just not been like we we talked about we talked about last season quite you know a, a few times and with Hamilton in his pomp before that where they just have these weekends and several weekends in the year where they would just be you know get everything right and be stellar and I'm not sure there's been that many yeah that many kind of special moments from Russia where you've really sat backing on well but yeah Hungary pole is an oversight on my part yeah yeah well how do you think Hamilton is gonna how, how, how do you think he's feeling about the kind of re- relationship between him and Russell? I think he's actually, the way it looks, isn't that he, he, I think he feels like Russell's not going to dominate him. And he also feels like he's a teammate he can work well with, particularly at this point in time where Mercedes is in a bit of a rebuilding phase. I think the perspective I get from Hamilton is that he's not trying to, shade Russell. He's not trying to shut the door on him or anything. I think he understands that he can use Russell to make the team better and make the car better. And I think that seems to be the play that he the hand that he's playing. Um and I think that's the right thing to do at the moment. I think that's a very mature and very, very um respectable mindset of, of a teammate um in a team clawing to the front. Be interesting to see, say next year and they do what Ferrari have done and just have kind of soared back up and sat where they should be um, and are where they should be in relation to Red Bull and Ferrari. It'd be interesting to see then if they're, because they will be close to each other on track. It'd be interesting oh, yeah. to see then where, um, where they, how they kind of cut off with each other um, and don't share data, say, or don't give each other toes and things like that. Because at the moment, it feels like they're in a pretty decent harmony. Um I, I do think that kind of thing could change. I don't think it would get to a Rosberg Hamilton level because I think Hamilton has grown up a lot since then and understands how poor that was for his performance and for the team. Um, but who knows? I don't. I don't necessarily think it will be happy families. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I said after Zandvoort, didn't I? That Russell was selfish. Like he did the right thing for him uh, because I, I, at the time uh, when the safety car came out. I think the team were planning to leave both drivers out until Russell made the call to go on fresh tyres and uh, be better on the restart so then he finishes ahead of Hamilton, that kind of thing. So it's just that small kind of sign there that Miami, they had an amazing battle there, which we unfortunately didn't see much of. Uh, There's just a few kind of hints for me that it could get pretty tasty next year or in 2024, perhaps. Uh, Yeah, your thoughts, Adam? In terms of relationship, it feels similar to uh, Button and Hamilton. It feels most similar to that. And Button, if you're looking at teammates over multiple seasons being able to hang with Hamilton, Button is the best one in that category. So I think, yeah, I, it's, that's kind of the, um, and it never got really, um, you know, it never got too heated with those two either. So that's kind of, I guess, the best case scenario, but they weren't fighting for. Well, they were in the contention. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. I think that, I think the interesting thing about the Button Hamilton teammate relationship is what Hamilton has said about it in retrospect. Yeah. 
and he's always been a bit critical of the way McLaren have handled it. And so Jensen always had his entourage um, who were always there. And it, it, Houghton did say he kind of felt a little bit more like the team gravitated towards him. I think Houghton has grown in that regard and how he operates with the team, particularly with Mercedes. He's so happy in that team and way happier than he was at that point in McLaren. So I think Hamilton now, I think, in in the Button partnership would be ahead of Button yeah. more, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely grown over the last 10 years, 100%. Yeah. But going back to what uh, the original question in this, I do see there being some trouble, like both of you, I do see there being some friction if Mercedes are in that position next year. I kind of, I can, mm, I can see it maybe being a bit of a science Leclerc thing but more equal where there's I think there's definitely been not complete harmony at Ferrari this season and I can kind of see something mirrored there rather than the complete combustion of Hamilton Rosberg say I think it could be Hamilton Rosberg that's my prediction uh yeah Uh, how long do you feel how oh go on it, it depends if there's another team in it though like if there's another team in it competing I don't think I don't think it will well, like actually, Hamilton Rosberg got so intense because they were the only two. Like that was the guaranteed title fight. Whereas I just don't think they'll let it. Yeah, but get look at Alonso and Hamilton two thousand. I know there was Spygate sort of two thousand seven. Vettel right? Webber. That, that was Spygate. Webber for only one time. Webber was in the fight for the title. Really, yeah, Webber's performance in 2011, 12, and thirteen didn't really guarantee. Didn't really earn him the shot at the title at all. But he was. There was still such a rankling between him and. Sebastian Vettel so who knows but if they're feuding and you're up against a fully locked and loaded Red Bull and Verstappen I just don't like the maths don't add up if, if there's Merck, if Merck there's, are more sensible yeah Merck are yeah. sensible enough to make that call mm. and if if, but if there's an if there's an equal like you know if, if there's the same number of races where Mercedes are faster and Red Bull are faster but then you're splitting it between the two drivers, then Mercedes just aren't going to be in it. So I think if it is the case, then it, I think it can only get that bad if there is only one thing. And I think go, you know, the going back to the very mm. start of his career with Alonso is an entirely different scenario. You can you can point to um, McLaren in the like like two thousand around then, where Coulthard and Hakkinen were actually pretty close to each other, and Coulthard was in the championship fight for a lot of that season. And that arguably took away from Hakkinen's because Hakkinen's fight to Schumacher because Coulthard was in in the mix as well. Um, but I don't think I think as a team I think you'd rather have um, drivers two drivers who are definitely going to be performing rather than one to be honest. And I think there's a reason why Bottas was moved aside for Russell for this kind of um, scenario. Yeah, but I mean, after all, all it would take is one. Moment one, someone not ignoring uh, someone ignoring team orders or not getting out of the way or something, and then it could spiral from that. It I could think. do, but I think I, I do think that there's a genuine maturity to Hamilton that's grown and grown and grown, and um, and I think Russell. I think it'd be more on Russell's side to be honest, because he's a bit younger, so it could it would be a bit more interesting to see. But I do okay. think that that it, I, I don't, it'd be interesting. Currently, I just don't get the feeling there'd be an explosion. But I do think there could be um, tetchiness. Mm. I, 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 I think they might be better at ironing it out as well. I think it's good. from Russell's side, then you've obviously got... Russell Imola, strikes me someone who's good at ironing, to be fair. Imola 20, 
21 where he took out Bottas and then that head pat afterwards and it, well, we you know, had a great debate on that go back and check out that episode that we had a great debate I can't remember what I was saying to be honest it was probably wrong <laughs> Oh, it was good. Sorry, sorry, Adam, carry on. I was in the episode as well, just if you're interested. But uh, yeah, I think... Oh, well, um, nice, nice, nice to see you, Adam. Yeah, it, it always is. Uh, yeah, I don't... Mm. Well, well... Yeah, well, if you yeah. eat all my biscuits and eat all of Nigel's biscuits, who knows? Yeah, but... Nigel spent three hours in London trying to see me and failed. So, you know, it's not always easy, but... So hold on to... <laughs> trying to see you. Go. Yeah, he's <laughs> trying to see you. But... <laughs> But yeah, go, going back to your, yeah, I, I think it, it's a long old season as well. Like that is a long time to have a grudge against someone. Like if you know, if some, something happens at at the start, then there is plenty of opportunity to iron out. There are so many more twists and turns coming these days with you know twenty five odd race seasons. So and yeah, I just think Merck. Yeah, I just think Merck and fifty Hamilton races a year be better. Yes, fifty races a year. No, Do a feature race and a sprint that. race everywhere. No, 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 no. <laughs> Not doing that. Something just happened to Nigel. <laughs> uh, how long do you think... Big up, whack. How long Six do you races think... a year. <laughs> yeah. How long do you think Russell and Hamilton will be teammates for? Two more years. So, you think Hamilton will renew his contract for one more year and then go? I guess. Yeah, I guess so. No, just in case people don't know, he's contracted till 2023. And so is Russell. I've actually, Russell, I'm not sure about. Actually. Russell's a multi year contract. I reckon yeah. he's got a, a third year option on there. Yeah, probably. But yeah, how to this 20? Hamilton probably does as well. Yeah. What do whoever think? side is it on? Is it on the team side or Hamilton? I would imagine Russell will be on the team side. Hamilton could well be on his side, the option. So, what do you, what do you think, Adam? How long is Hamilton going to stay at F1 for? I don't know. I'll say two years as well, but. I don't know. If he wins the championship, if he wins the championship, I think that will be his last season. So if he wins it next year, then I don't think he'd stay on for another year. But okay, so you if he doesn't, Rosberg and retire. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm not saying he's great going to win fun the for the drivers' market next year. Like I, I, I've got no idea, really. I think he'll race into his forties. He's thirty-seven. He's thirty-eight in January. I think he's loving F1 more than ever I think I think he's always renewed himself and he's obviously still top three top two driver on the grid I, I think he'll be racing into his 40s so that would take him to what 2025 and beyond uh, do you think him and Russell can stay teammates for that long though it obviously depends you know if they are at the front and how the relationship goes but he could even change team like the whole pecking order could change and he could suddenly go to if a, if a current midfield team like Alpine or Aston Martin or something if they suddenly come up which obviously doesn't look like happening now but you never know in two or three years he could suddenly change team or something or if but, Ferrari but, fall out or whatever you know yeah well I, that I'd see I don't see Hamilton having a Alonso style late career I don't see him enjoying that midfield, really no he would drop if he yeah. believed it was the midfield so that's what I mean so then if if Mercedes do stay at the top, which isn't or you know near the top, which isn't um, assured by any means, but if they do, and Mercedes is the best option for him, how many years can they go? Can they stay together? Like Ham- Hamilton and Button managed three, so did Hamilton. Uh, Hamilton Rosberg managed four, but three at the top. So you know, I don't 
I don't think it's just a kind of indefinite thing of them both staying there. That's a good point. Yeah. Thank you. I'd have added. Be interesting to see. I I can see them being teammates for that long for you know for the rest of Hamilton's career. Um, however long that may be, I don't see any. There's no kind of reason currently, and I, it'd be an interesting thing to see if it does come to that point if the relationship gets to a point or if the performance of the car gets to a point where both the drivers are looking to jump ship from Mercedes it'd be interesting to see yeah. but um, that's something we can't really speculate on at the moment to be honest at all because <laughs> that would be, be purely mad. it would be there's speculation and then there's arguably just making up what the future is going to be um, <laughs> yeah and that's where it would be yeah. it'd be uh, interesting to see if, if I mean this is a, another bearing in mind what I've just said but who would you use to replace Hamilton? I mean, we've spoken about who would lead the team after, after Hamilton, but who would Russell lead in the team? If you were to sort of look at sort of trajectories of drivers currently, say 2025 was an open seat for Mercedes, what's the sort of succession plan? Science? Oh, Con- That's an interesting one. Science or Con Norris? Gasly. Mm, I, I, I tend to think Norris is the favourite for me on that. Yeah, especially if McLaren don't get back to the top, which they haven't for the last 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, Depends how it happens, though. Like, if it's... Piastri. If, yeah. Mm, I mean, if, if it's if it's Hamilton wins the championship and walks away and they're looking around for someone in December, that's a different scenario. If it's Hamilton and Russell kind of combust and it's a very... Um, ignominious end to the partnership I think that will influence maybe not going for uh, someone who might see a repeat of that so I think that really all depends on how it ends but I can kind of see if Russell is their driver of the future I can see them going for a kind of someone who's not that very very top tier of driver which is why I put in Ocon and Gasly someone who isn't really in the conversation as a future world champion, but is someone who's still very good, which is really what they did for Bottas in 2016, going in 17. So that's where I can see it. But I think there are so obviously there are so many variants. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Do we think last thing on Mercedes? Do we think they are going to win a race this year? It's looking harder and harder, isn't it? I mean, Zandvoort was the best chance for me in the second half of the or after the summer break in terms of the races. I think Singapore, which is next is probably the next best chance, but it's less likely than Zandvoort. They didn't quite win at Zandvoort, obviously. So do we see it happening? Because obviously Alton has got his streak to keep up with winning in yes. every season. I see yes. it happening, yes. So do you think, so you think it's going to be a mad race and Alton or Russell are going to win? I, I don't know. I, I, it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to happen on pure performance, I don't think. Mm, I don't think. I, I... It's a really tricky one. I think I think I would have said a few month, a month ago or so that it could happen on performance in someone like Zandvoort, but I do also think then that that qualifying overload, they, if they're able to get onto the front row, then they could do it or onto the second row performance. But if they're sort of starting fifth and sixth, which is kind of where you would expect them to start from just qualifying pace, I'd even even at a track where on race pace they're pretty much the same or better, like in Zandvoort, that's the qualifying pace still isn't quite going to be able to put them in the mix because then they've just got to do that. They've got to then overthrow the other cars. Where, where as apart from just keep them behind. Um, if there's a situation, say, where someone like someone like Suzuka and Hamilton can do a worldie of a lap, or Russell the same, I think there's a chance. I think someone like Interlagos there's a chance, but um, 
it's they are running out of races obviously <laughs> what with there being what six races to go yeah. six races it's a lot it's it's a lot of time but i i'm starting to think they won't i'm starting to think they won't win a race but i really i want them to just for you know just for the race would probably be quite good Oh, yeah, I completely agree. I, I think they will. I think I don't think they're, they're going to win on pure pace unless it's Singapore. Obviously, Singapore's a very, very last chance. The pure pace win. After that, it's going to have to be some chaotic race, which we've not had too many of yet this year, only a couple, I think. So, uh, yeah, I think Howard's all right. in 2023. <laughs> yeah, Howard's all pick up the pieces if there's a bad race, I think. I, I think Brazil, I'm going to call it. Into Lagos. Wet. <laughs> it doesn't have to be. It could be like uh, twenty. There's a sprint race in Brazil as well. <laughs> could be could be like twenty nineteen, um, where there's like late safety car and turns the race not upside down but flips it in their favor in a different team's favor. So yeah, I think Hamilton in front of a passionate pseudo home crowd, since he is an honorary Brazilian citizen, I see him winning there. I've, I've I've got it pictured. There, it's glorious. Yeah. Dreams well, do come true. That, so that's not going to happen. <laughs> um, we, we jinx everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you say everything, then you'd always be right. Mm. Well, you'll, you'll also be wrong. And that's why I am regarded as a guy with, you know, my glass half full, and you're regarded as a guy with his glass half empty, Nigel. Even though got my glasses. bottle actually I've got, is empty. I've got glasses on. Water. With no eye. <laughs> oh god. Well, that brings us to an end for this podcast. This Mercedes talk. Freddie, how can you find our podcast? Oh, you can find it wherever you want. There's so many places you can find this podcast. It's all around. It's amazing. <laughs> it's like geography. The yeah. podcast is all around you. Yeah. <laughs> it's in Sheffield, um, it's in Coventry, it's in Windsor, it's in Chiswick, it's in Scotland, maybe. Probably not in Scotland. Everywhere. We have a listener in Paraguay. Yeah, um, we've we've got like hello two, to our Paraguayan listener. We've got like two hundred in Singapore, but then when you click on the locations, it just says it's just got two places that are eleven and six. So there's another one hundred and eighty-four who are unknown locations, which is fun. I don't know what the situation is there, but if you're a Singaporean listener, please let us know. And if you are, if you are a listener or a watcher then where you can listen or watch is... well Right here, because you've right been here. listening or watching the... Right here on YouTube, right hour. here on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Deezer, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Stitch, I don't know what it's called, um, Amazon Music, or somewhere else, which Acast has just put us on. Maybe the Acast web player, maybe the Acast phone player, maybe the Acast app. Um, we have a free thing with Acast, a free plan so they don't give us anything but you know it makes it easy for us it's a very good user interface on Acast isn't it guys don't you think yes amazing amazing yes it's got the nigel seal of approval and that's very hard to get this podcast doesn't even have the nigel seal of approval Um, it's it's not got the nigel zeal of approval though because nigel (laughs) never zeals anything apart from some tennis players but yeah (laughs) shut up uh, so what's the last thing you zealed? Did you do some shoplifting? Did you zeal, uh, uh, no, Ryan I did Ryan, not do any criminal acts. Gemma Bradicanu. <laughs> she lost in the second round yesterday as well. I did the round. And before we get Slovenia. Nigel cancelled, um, 
before we get Nigel. Nigel was cancelled years ago. Um, but anyway, um, before we dig D- Nigel's pit any deeper, um, God, that could be a weird threat. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, you can find us wherever you want to. Please leave us a review because that makes us look good. Please give us a like. Please tell your mates. Please share us. Please play us on loop in the background um, because that's very nice um, for us. And, you know, if you're in the car, if you're on the train, if you're on a plane, if you're on a boat, play it out loud because then so many people will be there and be able to hear it. They won't be annoyed at you. It's not an annoying thing when someone doesn't have headphones on in public especially when they're being told about just a fantastic podcast. Um, right. If you're listening to it and that's not right now, I'm going to say hello to everyone who's listening. Hello, random people who aren't listening to this podcast. It's called the Winging It F1 podcast. Go and listen to it. You won't be disappointed. There we go. Thank you very much for um, advertising us, listener, in that fun, wild way. I bet you got a kick. Happy and happy birthday for Eddie for Monday, just before this is released oh, as well. Thank you. Tuesday, it's on, it's Tuesday, Tuesday, not Monday. Yeah. Tuesday, <laughs> Tuesday. I'm beginning of the Queen, and you're not the Queen. Yeah, <laughs> well, my birthday isn't the Queen's funeral. <laughs> yeah, um, sorry, Tuesday. Uh, um, yes, but yeah, yes. yes thank you very much. Man. That's very kind of you. That's I'm right. sure, as all the listeners up to date with the running joke will be aware, I will be 406. <laughs> um, uh, Half oh, as quite fun. If, if you went through it, and I look great for of, it, don't I? <laughs> all, all of the all of the times we've overestimated Freddie's age. How old overestimatedly? That makes it sound like you're genuinely thinking it could be the age, <laughs> like that is yeah. not a running joke. Overestimating. Is it a is it a running joke? I didn't. I didn't. Nigel, is it a running joke for you? I didn't realise. Uh, no, I don't. I don't. I, we don't bring you all that much. No. Mm. no, this is genuine, genuine uh, aging of Freddie. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not giving you the Philosopher's Stone. I'm keeping it for myself. Um, Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next week. See you next week, guys. (laughs) Goodbye. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Wing and F1 podcast with Nigel and Adam kicking off about speeds and eyes. (laughs) Yes. We are, okay, right, we're actually starting. Okay, uh, we're doing the Mercedes. We no, no, start? we're not. We haven't started because oh. you can't edit that in because you're talking. <laughs> like, genuinely, oh, 